We made it. This is the last trading day of 2023. The US stocks are at or near record. The US dollar and crude oil are set for their worst year since 2020. And investors are full of hope to see the Fed start cutting the interest rates next year. So welcome to this year's final episode of Market Talk with Swisscoat. So here we are on the last trading day of this year. We had a year that is completely different compared to what was expected. I mean, very, very quickly, we were, as you know, expecting the US to enter recession this year, but the US printed around 5% growth in the third quarter. We were expecting the Chinese post-COVID reopening to boost the Chinese growth and fuel global inflation in parallel to it. But a year after the end of China's zero COVID measures, well, China is suffocating due to as you know, an unexpected deflation that hit the country and the worsening property crisis. Then we were expecting last year's negative correlation between stocks and bonds. Remember that conversation to reverse in 2023 as recession would actually boost the bond appetite, but better the stock valuations. But the AI rally that started right at the start of this year made sure to break all these dynamics and these expectations and just boost the technology stocks to record high levels despite the rising rates and the rising yields. And the biggest takeaway of this year was obviously the birth of ChatGPT, which propelled AI right into the middle of our lives. As such, Nasdaq 100 stocks are preparing to close the year at an all-time high level. As Nvidia which was the biggest winner of this year's AI rally, actually dwarfed everything that was compared to it. The Nvidia shares gained more than 350% only this year. So that's like more than twice the performance of Bitcoin this year, which also had a great, great year, mind you. So Nvidia investors actually made more money this year with their Nvidia shares than, well, Bitcoin hodlers did. And that's obviously an amazing, but an amazing performance. And besides NVIDIA, well, ChatGPT's sugar daddy, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Google, and Tesla, so the so-called Magnificent 7, generated almost all of the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100's returns this year. And thanks to this few handfuls of stocks, big technology stocks, Nasdaq 100 is now set for its best year since 1999, following a 7 trillion US dollar surge in valuation. Now, no one expected that at this time last year. And the million dollar question right now is, what will happen next year, right? So of course, we don't know. Nobody knows. And our crystal balls just completely missed the AI rally that marked 2023 last year. But speaking generally, the general expectation is a cool down in this technology rally and a certain rebalancing of the portfolios between the big technology stocks and the rest of 
The indices as the profit lead for the Magnificent 7 is expected to narrow in 2024 and the latter will certainly encourage investors to move some capital toward the S&P 493. As such, the S&P 500 equal weight indices are actually expected to catch up with the normal weighted index that's very heavy in technology stocks. So that's one thing. The other thing is, well, the S&P 500's direction next year is quite unclear at this point, as the Fed is expected to start chopping the interest rates, with the first interest rate cut from the Fed expected to happen as early as March next year, with more than 85% probability. So what will the Fed cuts mean for the S&P 500 is unclear. So I have been saying for weeks now that heavy Fed cuts should not necessarily benefit the S&P 500 stocks and valuations because something really bad should be happening for the Federal Reserve to cut the interest rates at the speed that's currently being priced in by the markets and by investors. And here, I actually found a chart that actually puts numbers on that very thinking. So looking at what happened in the past, well, we can see that the S&P 500 typically rises right after the first rate cut from the Fed, but, but the sustainability of the gains will obviously depend on the underlying economic fundamentals. That means lower rates are good for the S&P 500 valuations, except except when the economy enters recession within the next 12 months. So that actually backs beautifully the idea that I have been trying to convey here since weeks now. Lower US yields will be supportive of the S&P 500 valuations as long as the economy remains strong and as long as earnings expectations hold up. And for now, all good news is they do. The S&P 500 earnings will certainly end this year a bit better than, well, flat. And the EPS is expected to rise by more than 10% in 2024. And the Magnificent 7 are expected to post around 22% EPS growth next year. That's good. But note that these expectations are mostly almost entirely price in the market prices. So yes, there will still be a hangover period and a correction period after a relentless two months rally that we saw in the US indices that was triggered by a broad-based risk euphoria among investors. And the S&P 500 is now about to print its ninth consecutive week of gains, which would apparently be its longest winning streak in 20 years, according to bar chart. Now, what's important to understand here is that from now on, bad news from the economic data will continue to be good news for the bond markets, but it will be bad news for the stocks probably. In the FX, well, the US dollar index rebounded at yesterday's trading session as Treasury yields rose following a weak sale of seven-year notes in the US, but the US dollar is still set for its worst year since 2020. In this context, gold prepares to close the year near an all-time high level. The euro dollar will likely reach the finish line above the 110 psychological mark, and the dollar yen having tested but haven't been able to clear the 140 psychological support. In the coming weeks, I would expect the euro dollar to ease on 
rising expectations from the European Central Bank dose and or on the back of a retreat from the Federal Reserve dose, we could actually see a minor rebound in the dollar-yen if, of course, the Japanese authorities manage to calm down the Bank of Japan hawk's ambitions. But overall, I wouldn't be surprised actually to see the US dollar recover against most majors in the first few weeks of next year. In the energy space, while crude oil remains downbeat, really, the barrel of American crude just couldn't extend its rally after breaking the $75 per barrel level earlier this week. And that very failure to add on to the gains above the $75 per barrel level is now bringing the oil bears back to the market. As such, the barrel of U.S. crude sank below the $72 per barrel level yesterday as the U.S. oil inventory slumped by more than 7 million barrels last week. So that was much more than a 2 million barrel slump expected by analysts. So the letter brought forward the demand concerns, obviously, and just completely washed out the supply worries due to uh, the tensions that we see in the Red Sea region. And not that while crude oil is set for its biggest yearly decline since 2020. OPEC's efforts to curb production and the threats and all that, and the rising geopolitical tensions in the Middle East with the involvement of Iran in the tensions will remain surprisingly inefficient to boost appetite in oil this year. So what will happen? Well, we talk about all this with NFG partners Glenn Coxon in our new edition of Market Outlook that will actually be published very, very shortly on this channel. And we also talk about the crypto markets with Carlos and Fayels. And we talk about the leading trading themes of this year and of next year with Peter Rosenschweig. So don't forget to have a look at these videos. I think they're very interesting while I'll be gone for a week on holiday next week. But this is all for this year, so I'll leave it here. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkay and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages all year long. I hope this final episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you still enjoy them so i will meet you again next year after my week off and until then i wish you all a happy happy and the happiest new year Thank you.